Welcome to the Awakened Imagination Podcast. I am your host, Missy Renee, from awakenyourimagination.com. I am a mindset, manifestation, and transformation coach, and on this podcast, we talk all things manifestation, conscious creation, and how to make your dream life an abundant reality. So if you're looking to upgrade your life, your relationships, your wealth, and your self-confidence, you came to the right place. Each week, I will be sharing advice, answering your questions, giving you helpful tips, and sharing inspirational stories to help you tap into your infinite power and manifest the life that you have always dreamed of. So if you're ready for this week's dose of motivation and spiritual innovation, then let's jump right in. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Awakened Imagination podcast. It is a brand new year, and first and foremost, I have to wish every single one of you a wonderfully happy new year. It is already 2023. I am so blown away by that fact because it feels like 2022 just came around the corner. Like, it still feels like January of 2022. And I know that every year goes by quickly, but I don't know if it's just me, but the last one went by incredibly fast. (laughs) I digress. Welcome to everyone tuning in. If you are new here, and for those who are returning, welcome back. It has been far too long since I have created an episode for this podcast, and oh my gosh, how much I have missed it. I cannot put into words how much I have missed doing this. Stepping into the new year, that is one of the things that I have decided to pick up and keep doing because of the tremendous feedback. Oh my gosh, such great feedback I have gotten from so many people asking me, almost begging me, sometimes yelling at me to continue this podcast, put out new episodes. So I'm absolutely going to do just that. Because Lord only knows how much I truly love to talk about the law and talk about all the ways in which we can level up and transform our lives. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And that's, of course, what we're going to be diving into today. And more specifically, how we can go about changing some of the most fundamental ways and the most common ways that we sabotage our manifestation. This goes into one of the most common questions that I get day in and day out, hands down, all the time. And that is, why is my manifestation not showing up yet? Where is it? What's going on? What am I doing wrong? Is something wrong with me? What's this all about? I want to go into all of the ways that we are unintentionally sabotaging things for ourselves and how we can actually delay things from unfolding and from happening just by doing this one thing. All right, let me just get out with it. Today, I want to talk about double-mindedness, which is ultimately at the root of why things are not changing in your world. And this really comes down to 
lack of faith, and being driven by fear and doubt. But before I get too far ahead of myself, let's rewind a minute and talk about double-mindedness. Because at the end of the day, this is what is keeping people stuck in these repetitions and stagnations that feel like you're in limbo. Basically, it's why we don't see movement. And this can become a vicious feedback loop if we are not careful about what we are doing. So what do I mean when I talk about double-mindedness? What what does that mean exactly? And some of you may have already heard this term, especially for those that maybe have been studying the law and learning about the law for a little while. You have probably heard this phrase before, but it definitely bears repeating because this is something that is so common. It's almost unanimous, the people that wind up sabotaging things for themselves because of this habit. We've virtually all done it at some point. Some of us continue to do it. Some of us don't even realize that we're doing it. But this is at the core of why things are not working for us. So what does it mean to be double-minded? Well, first, it helps to have an understanding about states of consciousness. And I talked about this several episodes ago when I talked about how creation is finished and how all things already exist. And what I mean by that is every circumstance, every scenario, every outcome, every situation, every version of every person already exists right here and right now. You can basically also think of this concept the same that you would think of parallel realities or the multiverse theory about how there are actually infinite realities or states of consciousness that we can occupy at any given moment. So there isn't just one straight line that you go through in time. You don't have a predestined future or anything like that. You're not at the mercy of fate or destiny. Everything is determined by you. Consciously or not, we are choosing all of it. And this is really important to note because it's easy to forget that even the term manifestation can be incredibly misleading because we're not actually creating anything. And I know that may take a few people by surprise just by hearing that, but we're not creating any of it because all of creation is already finished. So that reality that you desire to experience where you are successful, you are abundant, you are in that dream relationship with your SP, everything is phenomenal and exactly how you want it to be, that reality is real and it exists right now. See, we're not creating any of it. We're not pulling it out of thin air. To describe it more accurately, it's more akin to choosing and selecting. We're constantly choosing and selecting which state of consciousness or which reality we are ultimately going to experience next. And how do we choose which reality to move into? How do we choose which state to occupy? Well, 
that's going to be dependent on your assumptions. <laughs> Hence, the law of assumption. So whatever the beliefs and assumptions are that you carry is what ultimately becomes your experience because that is what determines the state or reality that we choose. Now, I know some people might say like, Missy, what the hell? I would never choose this reality. It sucks here. I hate it. I'm miserable. What am I supposed to do with that? How do you expect me to believe that I'm choosing to suffer or be miserable like this? And to that I say, well, you're not doing it consciously. <laughs> At least for the vast majority of us, we're choosing these states or realities very unconsciously especially before we found out about the law. And this is an incredibly common trap that we fall into. When we learn about the law of assumption, really at its core is about learning how to consciously choose which reality or state you're going to wind up experiencing next. It's not about creating something out of thin air. It's not about quote unquote manifesting something new. It's more we are consciously choosing which reality or what outcome is going to be our next experience versus doing it unconsciously like we have been our entire lives. So we are constantly choosing the state to embody the state or reality that we're going to experience doing this all the time. Now, where things get tricky here and where people wind up getting themselves torn up or where most of the frustration sets in is by being double-minded. Because the important thing to understand about states is that you cannot occupy two states at the same time. You cannot be both in a state of your desire and that perfect relationship with your SP and also be in a state where they're absent, there's no contact, there's a third party, they're doing something terrible to you, you're hurt by them, you're mad at them, whatever, whatever. It cannot be both ways. Either you are living in that end, living in that desired state in imagination, or you're not. Well, what most of us wind up doing initially is we go back and forth between the two. So in one moment, I feel very confident. I feel very good. I perhaps had a really good imaginal session. I could feel that state. I could feel what it would be like having that person back in my life. It feels amazing. I could feel that love. I could feel that admiration. I can feel everything so real and I feel so good, and this is it. I'm living in the end. This is incredible. And then maybe a day or two goes by, maybe a week goes by, and then I drop out of that state. I start looking around and saying, okay, well, where the hell is it? Why is it not here yet? Why are they still not reached out to me? Why am I still not seeing any movement? Or perhaps we see something unwanted in the 3D, perhaps... We see them on social media, hanging out with someone, and we freak out, we get incredibly suspicious, we start to panic. Oh my god, are they hanging out with someone else? Well, 
by that reaction, we're no longer living in that state of the wish fulfilled, are we? By that reaction, and by making that sort of pivot, we are now back in that old story, and in that old, undesirable state. So we may have a moment, we may get upset, we may get scared, we may get frustrated, we may get angry, but then we catch ourselves and remember that, wait a minute, I'm the operant power here. No, the 3D doesn't matter. I, I cannot let myself get taken away by this. So we go back into imagination. We go back into our affirmations. We, you know, really, really focus on that feeling state of being back together with them, living back in the end, everything's perfect, everything's wonderful, and then we feel good again, we feel so satisfied, okay, whew, I'm back in the end, I feel good, I feel confident, another day or two goes by, and then, okay, where is it, why are they not here yet, and so on, and you see the cycle that happens here, this is double-mindedness, this is essentially jumping from one state to another, back to that state, and just basically ping-ponging back and forth between living in the end and living in that old, unwanted state of consciousness. And this, without any question, any hesitancy, is the biggest reason that we do not see movement, we do not see anything happen, and ultimately how we can unintentionally keep our manifestation at bay. Because we cannot be in two states at once. We cannot occupy two states at the same time. We're either living in the end or we're not. And whichever state you are occupying most is ultimately what manifests. So if you are ping-ponging, you are not maintaining that state of the wish fulfilled long enough to see the changes take effect and see things unfold in your 3D reality. And Lord knows I was the queen of doing this myself. Sometimes we're double-minded because we see something happen in the 3D that is unwanted. Sometimes we fall out of that state of the wish fulfilled because we see movement in the opposite direction in the 3D. But a lot of the time, it's our own impatience and our own doubt that keeps us from maintaining that state of the wish fulfilled. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, what that means is that we do not occupy that wish fulfilled state long enough to see it come to fruition or to see that bridge of incidents unfold. Instead, we have some sort of expectation or something that gives us a timer in effect that says, okay, if it hasn't shown up in X amount of time, then it's not working or you're doing something wrong. And this is the biggest fallacy, you guys. This is, ah, this more often than anything else is what gets us stuck. It is our own impatience and lack of faith that keeps us from living in that state of the wish fulfilled. This is almost constant. This, this happens so often, I could not even begin. Oh boy. At the root of double-mindedness is doubt. 
and at the core of what is delaying your manifestation every time is doubt. It is doubting yourself. It is doubting the process. It is that lack of faith. Because what this lack of faith is going to do is it is going to make it damn near impossible to suspend any disbelief that what you desire and what you are embodying, what you are imagining is inevitably going to happen. If you are constantly turning back and forth from keeping that faith and living in the end to doubting and questioning yourself, doubting and questioning the process, doubting and questioning your ability to manifest as if you are somehow the exception out of billions of people on the planet, you are in fact the one exception who cannot do this and you're at the mercy of, I don't know, the universe or... Eh, I, this mentality, this double-mindedness is why you are not seeing movement. Period. And I'm not trying to come across as harsh or blamey or, oh, there's something wrong with you, because Lord knows, again, we all have been through this. I've been through this. I struggled with keeping that faith and, and maintaining that trust. Everybody has. But if you want to see results, if you want to see your desires unfold, we cannot, we cannot be double-minded. This is the one Thing that we cannot do and expect results. And I want to share with you guys a story. Well, a couple of stories, actually. The first is a story from Neville. And then I want to tell you guys a story about something that happened to me personally this last year to really kind of drive this point home and really give this example legs and show you exactly what I'm talking about here. And this story comes from Neville's lecture, A Parabolic Revelation. And it's an incredible lecture. I definitely suggest anybody read it. But here it goes. Neville says, quote, Back in 1943, when I came out of the army, I was looking for an apartment. My wife and I had determined how much we were going to pay for it. But when we found the apartment, the rent was more than we had planned to pay. Realizing this, my wife said, well, that's not demonstrating this principle, is it? Just a quick note here. I love Neville's wife. She was so sassy. Anyways, Neville says, quote, I said nothing. I simply paid the months of September and October. But when I went to pay the November rent, the manager said, I have an apology to make to you. An authority of the city came in and looked over my books. He discovered that the apartment you have was formally rented for less. Then he quoted the new rent figure to me, which was to the dollar the amount I had originally chosen to pay. It took me three months of being faithful to what I had imagined I was paying, even though during that time I was paying more. But since the reduced rent was retroactive to the day I moved in, I got it all back at the beginning of the third month. I committed to myself in my imagination to what I was going to pay. 
I went looking, and because I was going to pay more in his eyes, he gave me all kinds of concessions he would not have done had I paid him what the former tenant did. First of all, he allowed us to pick out the wallpaper, the colors, and rooms we wanted painted. He even built a bookshelf for me, which I covered an entire wall for all my books. He did everything I wanted. But if I had gone in there and gotten the rent for the amount I said I would pay, he would not have built the bookcase for me, given me the wallpaper, or painted the entire apartment to my specifications. Only then was the rent reduced to the amount I had imagined it to be, and we remained there almost 14 years. I tell you, imagination will not fail you if you are faithful. What could I say when I was confronted with the negation of my assumption? Nothing. I simply would not give up. And when the time was right, my assumption became a fact. I urge you to set your goal high. Assume the feeling it has been reached and sleep in that feeling. Persist, and I promise you that not one thing in this world can rob you of that which you have assumed. End quote. And I absolutely love this story because it shows perfectly the power of faith. Because despite what the 3D circumstances were showing him, Neville never budged. He stuck to what he had imagined, even though everything looked to be the opposite of what he had imagined. And he stayed there for three months. He saw not a hint of movement, not a single idea, not a peep that anything was happening for three months. Now, he didn't wait a week or two or a month and then started looking around like, oh my god, where is it? Why is it not here yet? Why am I still paying this high rent? No. He stuck to what he imagined, and he did not waver. And sure enough, certain enough, everything unfolded for him perfectly. And not only did he get the rent that he wanted retroactively, but he got all sorts of extra concessions that he would not have received had he paid that rent amount originally planned from day one. Everything worked out for him in his favor. There is so much power behind this story, and it perfectly shows what magic can happen, what power we have when we do not waver. Now, I had a story myself this last year. So I have been living in Texas, and for the longest time, I've wanted to go back to the West Coast. I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, born and raised, and all of my family, well, a lot of my family, most of my family lives in California. So I would spend so much time up and down the West Coast, and some of my fondest memories from childhood was spending my summers in Lake Tahoe and in the Sierra Nevada mountains. I love that place. There is a huge part, there's a huge place in my heart for those mountains and for that area. And since living in Texas, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things that I do enjoy and like about Texas. I certainly love the food and, you know, 
a lot of the grander than life uh, persona that people take on sometimes. <laughs> but I have been homesick for most of last year. And in the beginning of 2022, I want to say it was sometime around my birthday. So like March-ish, like springtime somewhere in there. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm moving back. I'm moving to California. I'm moving to my Northern California mountains. I'm moving back to my Sierra Nevada mountains. That place feels like home to me. And I remember setting that intention back in March, maybe April. And I set it and I dropped it. I didn't go on persistently assuming it. I just, like a seed, like planting a seed, I just dropped it. I dropped it in the ground and let it grow. Now, mind you, um, most people have probably noticed that we've got um, some crazy stuff happening in the housing market currently. Um, a lot of things with the Federal Reserve and raising up the interest rates for those who might not be aware um, maybe those who are not currently facing this. It's not just in the United States. It, it is uh, certainly happening all over the world. Um, prices for housing has been astronomical. So naturally, we've got a whole lot of naysaying right now about buying a house or finding a new place to stay. Um, everywhere we look, it's all about, you know, these, these terrible crisis and horror stories and all these reasons as to why is just not a good time to try to find housing. And I very easily could have let all of this deter me. Like, I know I certainly would have been very fearful and fed into the fear mongering before I knew of all this. I certainly had people tell me, oh my God, Missy, not a good time to find housing. Not a good, it's a terrible time to buy. It's a terrible time, terrible time, terrible time. But I didn't care. <laughs> I said nothing. I didn't fight anybody on this. I didn't try to, you know, fight my own mind against this. I didn't try to push back against this. I didn't really do anything except persist in that assumption that I'm living in California now. I'm living in my Sierra Nevada mountains. I'm living by Lake Tahoe. And I went about my life. And it was months later, mind you, several months had passed, maybe six, seven, eight months. It was last October or November, somewhere, maybe it was November, that the craziest circumstances unfolded. I mean, it, it would take me a whole hour, a whole episode in and of itself to really dive into the story. But long story short, I'm currently crossing the country, moving myself and my partner to the edge of the Sierra Nevada mountains. We found a house about 45 minutes outside of Tahoe. Everything is lush. Everything is green. Everything is absolutely perfect. This is the home that I imagined. This is what I saw in my imagination to a T. And all I did was set that intention that day. 
the only action that I took was I imagined myself out in that air, feeling that fresh air, breathing in that fresh cedar and pine smell, and really feeling myself home there in my imagination. And then I dropped it. (laughs) And then I rarely gave it a second thought. Anytime it did cross my mind, it was just a feeling of, I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. This is amazing. And then sure enough, these crazy circumstances unfolded that led me perfectly without trying to my dream home in California. And I am right now sitting in a hotel in Arizona on my way to get the keys to my new house. There was not a shred of evidence. I did not see any movement for months. And I mean months. But because I suspended any disbelief, and because I did not waver, I did not try to fight it, I did not try to ask where it was or why it wasn't here yet, it unfolded perfectly. So the moral of the story is this. Hold the faith. Hold on to that faith for dear life until you die. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, before I part, I want to ask you guys a question. And this is a really important question because this is what determines success from failure between those who see results and those who don't. Okay? Can you go six months or more and still suspend the disbelief? Are you willing to go six months or longer? Because it could be longer, could be nine months, could be less, could be three months, who knows? But could you go six months without seeing any results and still manage to suspend your disbelief if in exchange you were guaranteed your dream life? Can you go for at least six months with zero movement, zero indication on the outside, nothing's changed, nothing has moved? Can you maintain that? Can you suspend all disbelief? in exchange for everything that you've wanted? Or would you just assume that it's all bullshit? Because that is 1000% the difference between those who see results and have success and those who don't. Now I want to be clear, it does not mean that it's going to take you six months or longer. It could be relatively shorter. We don't know, and that is the entire point. Every seed has its appointed hour, as Neville would say. Every desire, every outcome, every change to the 3D has its appointed time and hour. And that is not for us to know. Could you do it? Could you keep that trust? Could you maintain it no matter what? Could you maintain that your success is inevitable? And remain steadfast in that assumption, in that state of the wish fulfilled, in that trust. Because I kid you not, I mean this with every fiber of my being, this is what separates those who see success from those who don't. 
And unfortunately, we live in a day and age where people have pretty high expectations when it comes to this and when it comes to everything, to be quite frank. We live in a world and we live in a time of instant gratification. And there's a lot of this notion around manifestation. And this is personally one of the reasons I think that people ultimately struggle and why they don't see results is because they look at manifestation like it's a quick fix. And it certainly doesn't help that we have so many videos out there. We have so many blogs and all of these things that say, oh, manifest a text message in 24 hours. Manifest love in three days. And it's not to say that that is impossible to do. It's not. Nothing is impossible. But if we go in with that mentality of, oh, this is going to work in 24 hours, otherwise it's bullshit and it doesn't work if I don't see results immediately, well, <laughs> this is what a lot of people unfortunately get stuck in. It is that quick fix mentality and thinking that, oh, it's going to be instantaneous or it's going to take no time at all. And that isn't always the case. It's just not. Now, that's not, again, that's not to confuse me saying that it's impossible to do that. Nothing is impossible. You absolutely could manifest radical change in no time at all. I've done it. Many people have done it. But... And this is, this is a big point here. Every seed has its appointed hour. And it may not show up in 24 hours. It may not show up in three days. It may not show up in that first week or that first month. Can you keep the faith regardless? Can you stay steadfast in that assumption that doesn't matter what the 3D looks like, this is yours and it is inevitable. If you can do that, if you can truly maintain it, then the entire world and everything in it is yours. So the last thing I want to do before we part ways in this episode is I want to challenge you guys to a little experiment. I want to propose a challenge or experiment for all of you. And it is the perfect time to set this because it is a brand new year. We just turned into 2023. It is a brand new, fresh start, perfect time to begin a new experiment or a new challenge. And it's a very simple one. Maybe not always easy, but it is simple. And that is, I challenge you guys to keep the faith no matter what. And you can think of it like a little experiment. This is just for this year. For 2023, you're going to go all in on what you desire and what you imagine. That is what you are going to stick with, regardless of what the outside shows you, regardless of if there's no movement, regardless of if it looks like the opposite is showing up. No matter what is happening in the 3D, I challenge you to try this experiment with me and just suspend that disbelief for the entire year. If you can do this, your success 
is guaranteed. It is inevitable. Now, even if it takes a little bit longer than that time frame, if you can suspend disbelief for 2023, at that point, you will have so much momentum behind you that you will inevitably reach that tipping point. You will reach that point where it has to show up. You will see it's like a collision. It's like a freight train that hits you. All of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, you will see radical change. So that is my challenge to you. That is my experiment for all of you tuning in for 2023. Going into this new year, we are going to suspend disbelief and we are going to rid ourselves of double-mindedness. Because at the root of it all, and the bottom line of this entire episode, is that once you suspend all disbelief, once you go all in on that trust in yourself and hold steadfast to that faith that what you imagine is ultimately what you experience, that is your key to everything. You cannot fail if you are faithful. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Love you all so much. If you enjoyed this, do not forget to share with your friends, share it with your family and others. I wish you all all the success in the world for 2023 and beyond. And don't ever forget how powerful you truly are. (laughs) Happy manifesting, you guys.